This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. show today we have a very very special special show today because we are going to be talking about the war in Israel what we see right now and I want you to really turn up your radio and really encourage many people to listen in to today's show because it's a very important one as we see war unfolding in Israel as we've seen the devastation that has been happening over the past week almost week we ourselves as people are shocked and horrified and as Christians I believe we should be even more so and so joining me on the show on Voice of Change today it is a time where we're always speaking about making the change and making the difference but also it's a time where we bring truth out so joining me is Rolene Marks and she's a freelance journalist she's also a broadcaster keynote speaker and she's appeared on so many international radio and television shows and she's also a person who speaks truth and I love that about her and she can be heard every day on High FM in Johannesburg and uh, also she's a regular correspondent on many different news channels and uh, just the this week she's been really really busy and so I'm really grateful for her making time to be with us on the show today she also has some personal insights that she'll be sharing and also just this reality of what are Israelis now living with but also just communities that she is so close to that she knows so well who have been the communities affected and hit and have lost loved ones so she's joining me to talk about that and I'm also joined by the international director of the ICEJ Vivian Myberg. Vivian has just returned with a group that she led uh, into Israel during this feast of tabernacles of Sukkot last week. So many people from around the world going to Jerusalem, going to Israel, and um, during this time, war breaking out. And so Vivian has actually just, just, just returned, and uh, she's chatting with us to to share what she saw and also to share what she thinks as a South African Christian about certain statements that have been made about the church and government's position in South Africa on the war in Israel and uh, what we should be thinking and, and how we should be praying and how we can help at this time. And so it's a jam-packed show for the next hour. And so I pray that this show that you're really going to tune in, listen in and uh, just hear some things that, yes, are sensitive to you, but that are necessary to you. So coming up and joining me after this is Rolene Marks. Stay tuned. Radio celebrating life. Yes, it's Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Joining me first on the show today is Rolene Marks. As I said to you earlier on, that Rolene is, is coming to us from Israel and uh, is really just being such a voice and speaking out and speaking into media spaces about the truth of what is happening in Israel. And this is where we want to be today. We don't want any false information and we also need to hear from the truth and also we need to hear from the ground. Rolene, thank you so much for being with me today. It's a real pleasure for me to be joining you and for you to be joining me. And I know that people listening to us have obviously, I'm well assured that they have been following what is happening in Israel over the last, I would say, 
couple of days, close to a week already at the, you know, the world saying this is an Israel itself saying this is Israel's 9-11. We have seen some devastating realities. Social media has been sharing with us the footage, which I think is important sometimes. We need to see what's happening. But as of today, can you share a little bit of insight with us into what exactly are we seeing this week in Israel? What is currently happening? We are seeing, you know, military, we are seeing uh, everything going down, but what is the situation like in Israel today? First of all, I want to say thank you for having me and creating a platform where I can speak for the people of Israel who unfortunately cannot speak for themselves anymore. And I want to think, thank the magnificent Christian community of South Africa mm. who have sent me so many messages, who are praying who are advocating for us, who are holding us in your heart and in your thoughts. I'm a big believer in the power of prayer, Mm. and we're feeling it here, and I cannot thank you enough uh, for what you are doing. What we have endured since Saturday morning, 6.30 a.m., is the darkest time in the history of the Jewish state. We have never experienced carnage, devastation, and a sheer barbarity, the likes of which uh, we have experienced. Mm. You know, my day started at half past six on Saturday morning. My rocket alert on my phone kept going off, kept going off. And I said to my husband, I said, you know, either something big is happening mm-hmm. or the apps just malfunctioned and it's, go- it's, it's going crazy. And the next thing we felt the booms and, the, and everything started to shake. And, and, you know, we thought to ourselves, Okay, it's this again, rockets we can handle, and we got the directive to stay close to our shelters. Okay, that, you know, unfortunately, unfortunately, we are used to that. Yeah. And then news started to get out that there was a possible Hamas infiltration in the south, and we thought, you know, what is this? Hmm. And, And as the day unfolded, we heard they came in through paragliders and, um, People were killed and there were some people killed at a festival. And only now, as the IDF have gone from community to community to community, uh, something they're still in the process of doing. So we are expecting our current death toll, which is at, well, murder toll, because let's be frank, this was not a death toll. This was a deliberate murder toll, is at 1,200 and, and growing. Just yesterday, the foreign press were able to to visit Kibbutz Kfar Aza, uh, and the stories are, are absolutely harrowing. What they um, uh, what they saw there, and, and it's been very much unlike Israel's uh, nature in the past. We've always said we cannot show the faces of our dead. We have to respect their integrity, their dignity. But the world needs to see. The world needs to Mm. bear witness to the atrocities that took place in southern Israel over the weekend. Because if you cannot condemn, if you cannot condemn and be outraged to the core, the brutal raping of women and girls, Mm. the murder, the execution in the streets, the burning alive, the torture, the shooting of young people at a peace concert, a peace concert in the back, and the appalling, appalling kidnapping 
of Holocaust survivors, of babies, of foreign nationals, of mothers, mm. of fathers. If you can con- not, cannot condemn that, there is something fundamentally wrong with you as a human being. Mm. And while all this is happening, we are still having, um, you can hear my rocket alerts going off in the background on, yeah. on, on my app. We are still having rockets fired at us. Yesterday, several barrages towards the the center of, of the country, uh, very close to I am. I am just an hour's drive away from where the carnage took place on, on Saturday. Mm-hmm. In communities I know so well, so well, because uh, I'm there so often. And this is devastating. I, I don't think we will ever be the same again. I don't think we who went to sleep on Saturday and Friday night in the joy of Sukkot Mm. with so many of our Christian friends who had come to Israel for the Feast of the Tabernacles, excited to celebrate Simchat Torah the next day, receiving the Book of Books and what, what we awoke to was sheer horror. Mm. Absolutely. And I think I think that, the, like you said, uh, it was something I reflected on that that Israel have always, 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 you know, pre- you know, protected the dignity of those who are murdered and who are killed. But the world has needed to see, and I think it has woken many people up. I know many people who maybe aren't even of any religion who feel completely angered by what they have seen and have uh, and have said that this is just unacceptable and it, it it is like we need to say and like it has been said and again we need to say it this is Israel's 9/11 and 9/11 in America all those years ago changed everything and this needs to be a huge wake up call and i think that we and and i'm i'm grateful like you said as well to christians who are posting on social media who are sending through messages who are sending through aid because there is ways to do that we will touch on and who are really just rallying and saying you know what we are with israel we are praying for israel i know people who are who are praying 24 hours a day, who have prayer chains going, who are really, uh, just really their hearts are there. I appreciate Heidi Baker, who was speaking at her uh, discipleship school in Israel, just speaking, and they were recording and live streaming. When the sirens started going off, and she told the people, keep on recording, because the Christians who are watching need to see what is happening. And uh, keep on recording. This is what, you know, people living in Israel are going through. We're just visiting. Keep on showing the world what is happening. And I appreciate the Christians that are doing that. But I also want to say, Rolene, you know, what is the situation like now? Uh, is there, like you said, the the sirens are still going off. This is still a reality. This is, this is, is this, war. What is happening right now? The, the sirens are still going off. You know, as I said, I can hear the alerts. Uh, this is Ashkelon, Ashkelon, uh, a city in the south being pummeled by, by rockets. And do you know how Ashkelon answered Hamas last night? At nine o'clock, the people of Ashkelon stood on their balconies and they sang Hatikva. Mm-hmm. But I want to be very, very clear. We are not fighting the people of Gaza. We are not fighting the civilians mm-hmm. of Gaza. And, and uh, uh, even though Israel has 
recommended that they uh, leave the Gaza Strip and they go into Egypt. Egypt can provide them with food, electricity and, and water mm-hmm. because they share a border with Egypt. Our war is with Hamas. Mm. Hamas is an internationally recognized terror organization. They don't care if you're Christian or Jewish. Mm-hmm. Their sole goal is to establish the Islamic Caliph, the Caliphate. Mm-hmm. What Israel is the front line of civilization. What starts with us does not stop with us. And anybody who has a vested interest in maintaining our Judeo-Christian values, and I, and I want to include Muslims in this as well because Arab Israelis are up in pain and are hurting and are standing in solidarity. Muslims around the world have expressed their outrage and their disgust at, at what has happened. Yeah. Anyone who wants to preserve these kind of values is on the front line in the war against uh, this kind of terror. Yeah, mm. exactly. And that's something that needs to be said because sometimes I think that people get that wrong. This is not a, this is not against Palestinians, people who are living in Gaza as well. There are people, Arab Israelis that serve in the army, that serve in the police force, also people who have laid down their lives in not just this time, but in the last time we spoke, Rolene, the last time, I mean, it was just, I just remember chatting to you a couple of months ago and we were, we were chatting about some similar things. Obviously, this time, really different. What is happening now? We see, you know, reports of things happening uh, in the north, Lebanon, Hezbollah getting involved. What's been the update on what's going on there? Because this now brings in another situation that Israel having to deal with. Well, we have been expecting that at some stage a war on multiple fronts could open up. And we have seen the border with Lebanon today getting a bit hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hezbollah fired anti-tank missiles towards Israel. Israeli aircraft are responding with uh, fire on Hezbollah targets. Hezbollah, Hamas are proxies of Iran. Iran are the world's biggest sponsor of of terrorism, and they are responsible for the arming, the funding, and the training of uh, terror organizations, Hezbollah and Hamas. So we are seeing uh, action on our northern border and um, the, the south as well. Israel is continuing to pummel Hamas targets. We've taken out several Hamas officials. We've taken out their cryptocurrency. We've mm. taken out their... Um, the, the mechanisms for monitoring the sky. Sorry, this rocket alert's just going absolutely <laughs> mad in in the background. But are you gonna? Are you okay? Are you, you need to get I, somewhere, Rolly. I want. I'm to... actually in my shelter. Okay. So if uh, anything happens, I, I'm I'm inside. I'm here, and uh, uh, okay. in case of sirens, okay. we'll just keep speaking. Okay, I just want to make sure that that you're fine. That that okay. So you're in the shelter. And I'm only going to keep you for a few more minutes because I know that you have a lot to do and you are working flat out and as well want you to be safe and and everything like that. But um, yeah, exactly. So now you know, like you said as well, dealing with situations all over. At, but Rolene, on a on a mental and emotional uh, perspective on this, this is very 
very traumatic and very, very stressful. I mean, it's like I know that you and I spoke earlier on off air. There is a sense of being shell-shocked. I mean, living in a situation, rocket alerts are going off. You have to do this from, from a bomb shelter. Everywhere people are in bomb shelters. Friends that I have in Israel, you know, even working in Tel Aviv, they go, oh, I'm working. And then the next like minute, they're like, okay, no, we, you know, we're going into the shelter now. Just if you're keeping up, if you have friends in Israel, if you have family even there, this is the reality. This is actually, it's incredibly stressful and traumatic. This is post-traumatic stress defined. And I think that we need to be praying for the people of Israel in this way as well. Mentally and emotionally, this is this this is very difficult and i know like you said to me uh, there's a sense of shell shock it's it it must be incredibly hard to deal with on on so many levels it's extremely extremely difficult you know i know the south very well i go down there often i often meet delegations on behalf of wheat so i've taken delegations in in my private work um i'm so familiar with these incredible communities and let me tell you about them mm-hmm. let me tell you about the people of Stewart. they're not the wealthy uh you know tech geniuses these are the salt of the earth people not that i'm saying tech geniuses aren't but these are the yeah. salt of the earth people who have the strongest identity they love israel the people that live in that area are mostly agriculturists, uh, farmers. They're a very, very, very close community. They've lived with rocket fire for, for decades now, and they know how to support each other. We have four completely rocket-proof daycare centers in the, the, the town of Sterot, and we have a, a center for, for PTSD where we help families. Yeah. We are, we are going to see an unprecedented amount of trauma, uh, coming in, in these next days, months, and even years. The Sterot police station, where I've been so many times, is now non-existent. Kibbutz Netiva Asara, where the peace festival was being held, a peace festival. Mm-hmm. I've been to many times. Do you know what project they have on the kibbutz, which they are so proud of? It's called the Wall of Peace, mm-hmm. where you can put a little tile on their peace wall. You can help build what they call the Wall of Peace. How many people on that kibbutz, we still have to find out, mm-hmm. are, are, are no longer with us or, or are missing? This is so personal. Mm-hmm. One of my colleagues from... From Wito, her nephew was killed in the rave on uh, uh, on Saturday, the peace party on Saturday. Another of my colleagues at at Wito, her niece was a paramedic who was shot in the legs mm. and then paid with her life while administrating uh, medical care to the to the injured. We've got kids from our schools that have fallen in battle, fallen defending these communities. It is so personal. Wherever you go in this country, somebody knows somebody, works with somebody, everybody is affected. I think when the final count is done, the numbers are going to be astronomical. And our army, our reservists, I don't know how they are ever going to cope with what they have seen, Mm. are going kibbutz to kibbutz, community to community, um, 
dealing with what can only be described as sheer, utter, barbaric carnage. I'm going to say it is profoundly traumatic for you guys to hear it. Hmm. Whole families slaughtered in their safe rooms, asleep in their beds, burnt alive. The disabled taken, women raped, paraded through the streets of Gaza, kicked at, spat on, shot in the back, shot as they tried to drive away to to safety. Hmm. We could protect our children in our daycare centers, but we couldn't protect them when they were they came to kill them in their beds. Hmm. I cannot imagine what it was like for our reservists to see our babies mm. uh, that have had their heads cut off. It's mm. brutal, it's macabre, but you need to hear it because yeah. you need to bear witness to what happened in Israel on Saturday so that when we tell the world Hamas is a terrorist organization, you understand exactly what we mean. Mm. Absolutely. And we need to hear it. And And South Africans also... We know where we stand. We know we have a government that stands in a completely different direction, which we do not agree with or want to always, you know, if they, what's been said, we, we really want to, to stand for the truth. And we are standing and many, many people, and especially Christians standing with Israel. And I really encourage Christians to continue to pray and to see how you can help. And Weetso is, is a great way as well. Weetso South Africa, which I'll give details for at the end of the show. And Rolene, I want to say thank you so much for being with me today. I, I really just want to just say to you that we truly are with you. I know that you feel our prayers and our hearts and our love and the messages that you receive as well. And Thank you so much for being a voice right now and for sharing this with us. And yes, like you said, this is truth. It needs to be heard and uh, we can take it. I believe we can take it because we need to hear the truth. So, Raleen, thank you so much. Our prayers are with you you as well. And and I just want to say one thing before you go. South Africans, you deserve better than to have leaders who cannot condemn the murder of babies demand that they condemn this Mm. because if you cannot condemn this there is something fundamentally wrong with you as a human being south africa you deserve better Mm. thank you so much rolene and again like i said take care be safe our prayers are with you and your family and i'm sure that i'll be chatting to you soon again just to hear what is going on but thank you for being a voice in this time and uh yeah may god just be with you and and everyone and all of israel at this time so thank you thank you Thank you. 
On 7 to 9 a.m. Radio that cares 24 hours a day. Joining me now, Vivian Myberg. And Vivian has just arrived back from Israel. So I'm sure she's feeling quite tired and overwhelmed. But Vivian, you were in Israel taking a, a group, you know, there for Sukkot, you know, the Feast of Tabernacles, just a time of the year when Christians around the world you know, come together in Israel, you know, do a beautiful march and a walk uh, through Jerusalem as well, and just all nations represented. And then suddenly, uh, you know, waking up to just being 
in a situation where it's it's war and it's devastating and the realities are incredible and then you yourself as well as the people that you're on tour with find yourself in a hotel where people were evacuated to and that must have been quite hectic and we're going to talk about that as well but firstly Vivian thank you so much for being here today I know that you're feeling really tired and I'm sure emotionally drained but uh yeah just thank you so much for being here today thank you Lauren um it's a pleasure to be with you and appreciate the opportunity to give some feedback thank you yeah it's it's important so tell us a bit about being in the hotel at a place where people who were really right in the center of where the conflict started the kibbutz we saw how many kibbutzim were were hit and how many they were targeted and you were in the hotel find yourself there with people that arrived and that were evacuated there but also waiting on news of their loved ones are they still alive what's happening um tell us a bit about that yeah it's a little bit um heartbreaking you know just to say that um that morning on Saturday morning, you know, we left Jerusalem the day before. Um, literally the next day, the everybody was in bomb shelters in Jerusalem. And I was speaking to my friends there from bomb shelters. And we were in the Dead Sea, which ended up being one of the safest places to be when this war broke out. And the first indication that anybody had that anything was happening was a little girl that kind of ran into the breakfast room, a Jewish guest's daughter, and went, you know, she, she was like going, bang, bang, there's war, Israel war. And she was like, like almost acting as if, you know, there were people shooting, you know, just mm. playing that out. And um, and then we, you know, started getting the the, ve- the messages through that this had happened. And then to be at the hotel where these people were evacuated to, which actually the Kibbutz Be'eri, which was one of the closest to the, to the fence, literally they're less than four kilometers from the Gaza border. And mm. the kind of amazing thing as well is that the ICJ as one of the last events on the program for the Feast of Tabernacle events in Jerusalem was on Thursday afternoon at this very kibbutz planting Mm. trees and having a solidarity meeting with these people right there Mm. and um, this is exactly where they infiltrated and was one of the first kibbutzes hit I mean the kibbutz has got about a thousand two hundred people it actually still operates very much like the old traditional kibbutz um, they they operate like that and because uh, a lot of the traditional kibbutzes in Israel, you know, are not operating quite like that anymore. Mm. But they do, and they're a thousand two hundred people, and they were caught totally unawares. And I actually interviewed the head and had a quick chat with the community leader of the kibbutz just before we got on the bus on Monday. Mm-hmm. And you know, he said he was out walking his dog, and suddenly he saw these people with black he- bands around the heads, and he recognised that it was Hamas. And his dog ran away because, <clears throat> sorry, the rocket started flying first. They had a very, very clear, obviously, um, process of how they launched the swarm. It started with rockets and they cut up the communication and then they came through the fences. But he ran home. His dog disappeared. He's got his dog back since then. And um, and, he, and, he, and he took his wife and his children and he went into the bomb shelters. And, and even this, just to say that the Jewish people are so grateful because – the I- Christians through the ICEJ have literally donated and paid for more than 200 bomb shelters. And they have all been placed along the Gaza border in these communities for the communities. And this is what saved many people's lives. And as he says, we ran in there and, and closed it. But these communities are not expecting an attack like this. And when people, when the Hamas um, 
infiltrators came and knocked on their doors. They opened the door and were shot at point blank range. And, he, you know, there's 1,200 people in this community. And he says to me, there are hundreds missing or murdered that have been kidnapped or been murdered. So it's devastating for this community. I, I can't even actually explain it. I mean, I, I met a man, Tom. He's an elderly Jewish uh, gentleman from the UK who lives at this kibbutz. And his eight-year-old daughter was kidnapped with her friend because she was sleeping over at her friend's house and the mother. Um, I think they're in a daze. I, I don't think they, mm. they can. You know, That was my recollection of these people. They're walking around comforting one another and like just in a daze because they it's surreal. It's, it's not. Mm. They haven't really understood yet what's happened. Mm. Um, and then, of course, the news came on Monday morning that they had found 108 bodies. The, the military came and evacuated all of those that they could get out once they got rid of the Hamas um, terrorists. And then they found, I think it was Monday morning, the news started coming through of the 108 bodies that they'd found that they started identifying. And mm. and they still, I think, even still know, still, still even now, don't know exactly if, if the people they're looking for is one of those bodies. So, But the devastation of, of what has happened there, the babies that were murdered in their beds, the... Yeah. The women and children that were taken, I mean, people just mowed down. They were just shot at the, you know, where they saw them. So, I mean, I think we all know what's happened. But, yes, it was amazing being there with them and also just able to tell them that we are praying for them and that we love them and and that we stand with them. And But it was very hard, very hard. Mm. It is very hard. It's very hard to, to even hear. Um it is very hard to hear, and I know a lot of people think, you know, just also feel like they don't want to watch the footage, and I completely understand that as well because that's very hard, and uh, you don't yes. have to necessarily uh, watch yes. footage or see things like because we know that there can be secondary trauma that you experience just by watching something, but we do need to hear that this is the reality because, Vivian, we are seeing that this this situation is revealing the truth in the hearts of people and I must say revealing truth in the hearts of Christians as well and you know governments nations where are we standing what are we doing uh, I I have a large amount of respect for President Zelensky of Ukraine and I saw when you know obviously he is Jewish obviously when uh, we saw things starting to happen in Israel he came out very clearly and he made a lot of statements on Twitter that were very important statements and I do encourage people to go and, and listen and, and hear what he had to say and he said that they even in Ukraine have had the intelligence organizations coming together and looking at what has happened in Israel and seeing how it is backed by Iran, how it is backed by Russia. There is mm. things happening, you know, they want war in the Middle East, they want this division of the world, they want, and it's all biblical prophecy that we see on on unveiling before us but it is very devastating and hard to watch and as a South African uh, you know you've returned to South Africa now many Christians supporting Israel but also we are seeing quite a lot of talk on where people want to find themselves in this whole thing and how have you experienced it from a South African point of view sorry you broke up a little bit there so the main part of the question just repeat it quickly how have you experienced this as a South African returning to yeah. South Africa and now, you know, yeah. needing, okay. be, you know, being 
someone that has always spoken for Israel as well. And you know Israel well. I mean, you've been there. You're not someone that's sitting here going, well, I haven't been to Israel. I don't know the situation. I don't know what's happening there. You know, how do you feel as a South African and especially as a Christian loving Israel, supporting Israel, how do you feel being back now and just hearing a lot of things that's been said here? Yeah. Okay. So, of course, the, the, the statement came out from Durko, um, which is like an official ANC um, statement that was made while I was still in Israel. And it totally shattered me. I mean, this is like, it is a second Holocaust. It's the biggest number of Jewish people murdered in one day. And it's reminiscent yeah. of the Holocaust because it's women and children and it's families. It's, it's, it's not just soldiers, you know. And we talk about this being 50 years from the Yom Kippur War. It happened exactly 50 years within a day on a high holy Sabbath. So it's exactly the same thing. But the big difference that people need to understand was that was soldiers fighting soldiers. The front line, yeah, was women and children and innocent people. And, and the soldiers just came and, you know, absolutely slaughtered them and massacred them. So it's very different. And to, to your statement from our government, um, talking about and inferring that this is, you know, the Israel that's to blame for this and Israel's an apartheid state and they need to look at the Palestinian issue and all of all of these things. It angered me so much. It was just like they didn't even make a statement. Um, and it's very similar to the Anglican Church's statement that just came out as well. They didn't even make a statement condemning these brutal murders. They just rather equated the fact that there's violence on both sides and both sides needs to, you know, stop with the violence and do peace negotiations. As you said just now, if the world does not now and if South Africa does not now and if our Anglican Church does not now wake up and recognize who Hamas is and what kind of people these are that you're expecting Israel to make a peace negotiation with mm. and to make deals with, now, you, now if any time they should recognize that when they pulled out of Gaza, which was already kind of shocking in 2005, yeah, and they gave it to a so-called moderate Palestinian authority, within two months it was taken over by a violent coup by Hamas. So since that time they've had Hamas, which is very clear what their agenda is. It's the elimination of Israel. They rejoice every time an Israeli civilian, innocent woman or child is murdered. They rejoice. They hand out sweets. You know, it's just like, and and now this holocaust of these people and if they now do not recognize who we're dealing with now then then i i I can't comprehend that totally the fact that south africa is one of the few nations that are actually entertaining hamas we've we've had hamas um you know officials in this country being welcomed Mm -hmm. and and this is what they do and this is who we are aligning ourselves with South Africa's, obviously, ANC government is isolating themselves into the very worst possible camps that they possibly could with the most wicked regimes who are guilty of the most worst human rights atrocities. And that's who we are aligning ourselves with today, the Irans of this world, you know, and others, Um, but especially Hamas now. And so, yes, the sad thing for me is when the church, who should know the word of God, who knows what the word of God states, who knows what who should know what God's purpose is with this people, this land and this nation is, um, when they somehow divorce the fact that the Israel of the Bible and the people from the Bible is not the Israel of today, they first mm. of all divorce that conveniently for their political kind of agendas. But the church should know better because the word of God is very clear. It speaks about the restoration of Israel in these days, more than a hundred prophecies 
talking mm. about the fact that Jewish people will be coming back from the nations, which is what we've seen before our eyes at this time, um, and they don't connect those dots. You know, it's, it's they have no excuse. And for the Anglican Church, I just wanted to um, – they, they, they spoke about the scourge of the Zionist state of Israel um, mm. and the oppression of Palestine. So in other words, right there you have a racist statement. The fact that they call it the scourge of the Zionist state tells you right there how they see them. And this is the kind of language that was actually used in the church, included the church at, at times, but by the by the Nazi party before the Holocaust. They mm. they started making out that these Jews were like vermin and 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 rats, you know, that they were mm. like they needed to be eliminated. And this is exactly the same language that our church is using. Mm. Um <laughs> Well, a so-called church. I, mm. I, I, don't, I don't know any know more what to think about it. And I know that, that there are many people within the Anglican church that do not share these views and that are speaking out against the leadership about them and to them now. And I just trust that the leadership will be mature enough and take a stand and listen and investigate and stop being held captive and hijacked, you know, hijacked um from the BDS and those that have a very clear agenda for nothing else but the destruction of Israel altogether. Mm. Um, it's time for them to wake up. And if they cannot, even the Anglican Church, condemn this brutality and just continue speaking about, you know, the fact that Israel caused this in a sense and continue to speak about the so-called oppression of the Palestinians. Of course, let's make it clear, the Palestinians and those in Gaza are only oppressed to the degree that their leaders continue to terrorize Israel and force Israel's hand to put security measures in place, to put barriers in place, to put checkpoints in place that don't make it easy for these people. And now, in this case, to react, you know, to retaliate, to retaliate, sorry, to to um, respond to this battle yeah. that has happened to the, the atrocities. And so, of course, they're going to be innocent um, people in Gaza that are going to be affected by this. Mm. But it has been brought on their own heads by their own leaders' decisions and the ongoing hatred that is fostered within these communities of the Jewish nation. Mm. Sure, so much truth that, that you've said there, Vivian. And again, you know, it's um, like you said as well, Palestinians, innocent Palestinians living in Gaza that is has been underneath the power of Hamas for a very long time. They themselves do, do suffer in in their own communities as well. If they are just not part of what's happening, they themselves are suffering there. So the fight, as Rolene reminded us earlier on, it's not against Palestinians. It's against Hamas. It's against what is happening, terrorism. And and a, a stark reminder, and it's, it's good that you've reminded us, this is a second Holocaust. It is a huge, I mean, we are seeing, okay, over 1,100 murdered innocent Israelis that's the death toll now and it will rise it's going to rise undoubtedly and uh, of of you know people that will be discovered and things that will be found and we need to see it as such and how sh you know how can Christians who love Israel listening to us even probably during this show crying uh, you know devastated their hearts mourning how do Christians respond is it about should we just be really praying right now um do we help in some way what is the christian response right now for those who love israel love the jewish people have their hearts in, in the right place i know many people praying prayer chains throughout the night 24-hour prayers for israel many people fasting praying lots of love for israel that's been really heartwarming how do christians respond 
Yeah, I think there's a number of ways, and certainly the the prayer is massive. And I think as much as there's been the atrocities that have been committed, we are still going to hear many testimonies, you know, of miracles. And and this is, of course, actually a spiritual war. Um, yeah. It's living itself out in a physical manifestation, of course, like it does. But the prayer is really important, and the ICEJ. Um, has actually we used to have a global prayer meeting every Wednesday afternoon, but they've they've um, upgraded it now to a daily prayer meeting. So four o'clock Israel time, but three o'clock South African time, one can zoom in and actually get some updates and actually be part of that prayer meeting, which is really amazing. I'm actually just looking for the for the link for that now for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's global prayer. It's called global prayer, and it's ICEJ. Um, and maybe by the end of the interview, I'll have more of a link for you on that. Um, the second part is, of course, we're very, very well positioned because we've been involved with these very communities um, for so many years. And so we're already on the ground, really working there to help these guys in very, very practical ways. Whatever the needs are that come through, we are stepping up into that and busy with that. So that's, of course... If they want to, in any case, in any way, donate physically, um, they can through the ICJ South, uh, South African office because um, we are busy with that kind of um, program. They can just donate uh, and put their name, crisis, and their name, and all of those funds will be sent to um, to the urgent critical needs right now in Israel. Hmm. And like you said earlier on, the ICJ helps get it get you know over the years those bomb shelters to those communities that help save so many i'm so grateful for that as well but vivian i want to say thank you so much for your time i know that you're you're also doing uh back-to-back interviews and sharing the truth about what's happening and continuing to be this voice and i'm so grateful for that so i want to say thank you for your time i really hope that christians that are listening have really been stirred through this conversation as well and it will really just take action in the form of prayer or in the form of giving or in this form of doing something, reaching out, standing in solidarity with Israel, putting pressure even on leadership where leadership needs to be pressured to change their viewpoints because, you know, our hearts are not revealing and resembling what is being said. We've seen this with the Ukraine-Russia war as well, you know, where, where South Africans have wanted to really support Ukraine, but we've seen a different rhetoric coming out. So, Vivian, thank you so much for your time today. And, uh, you know, God bless you and your family and all those that were on the tour. And, yes, like you said, there are going to be testimonies that come out. And um, let's pray that God is We know that God is still God and that we will hear those testimonies, hope and comfort for the people of Israel this time. So Vivian, thank you so much. And yeah, just take care and thank you for the incredible work of the ICEJ. Thank you very much, Lauren. Appreciate the opportunity to be with you on the show. You are tuned to Radio Cape Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Radio that cares 24 hours a day. I have no words and no real response to give today as I wrap up the show because clearly it is so many emotions that we have to process. And I think that we as believers in our Messiah, we cannot sit here in any way, shape or form and think that we do not have a role to play or a response to give. And my response sharing with you, my listeners today, is that I want us to be able to take a minute right now together to pray and to really, really pray because that's all we can do right now where we are joined together. Once we 
once we you know get off of, of this and i pray that we will take maybe some more physical action to help and assist where we can but we cannot forget that the power of prayer is so so powerful and that our god says in his word that we are to pray for the peace of jerusalem that is our mandate there is nothing else that it says there it says that we need to pray for the peace of jerusalem we need to to keep jerusalem above our highest joy and as our highest joy as it says in psalm 137 and we need to always remember jerusalem remember the people of israel remember god's people always and be with them and like it says in his word as well that we must mourn with those who mourn and so today our hearts are are really rent our hearts are moved and i pray that we can just gather together i'm just going to say a short quick prayer but i want to encourage you that even after the show that you will take some time to really pray and maybe you want to pray for the people maybe you want to pray for the leadership of south africa to change for your church leadership to change for your churches to actually speak about what is happening and to not you know just close a deaf ear this is what we are seeing in the world right now in israel is as vivian put it a second holocaust and we promised as a nation not only as a nation as human beings as the world we promised after the holocaust that we would never let it happen again but we saw it happen again we saw it happen in rwanda and we're seeing it happening throughout the world we've seen it happening in israel and so we are held to the highest promise that we gave as human beings is that is that we will not turn a deaf ear so we have a mandate and so father i want to pray today for the peace of jerusalem not only jerusalem but every single place in israel we want to pray for israel we want to pray for comfort for the people for strength for the soul strength for people in Israel who are completely shell-shocked father we 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 cannot begin to imagine or sense or feel what they are experiencing but our hearts are broken and father we just really pray for your hand there whatever you need to do we pray that you will do it father uh, we pray that you will change hearts of people in leadership in our country so that they can realize that human rights atrocities are happening father and what has happened is not war but it's something completely different father be close to your people be close to the jewish people in this time bring them comfort and help them know they are not alone though we may be far apart they are not alone we are with them and may our prayers find each and every single one of them today comfort the hearts of the families who have lost loved ones and father that you will be with those who are traumatized and those who have to recover bodies those who are working helping father we pray that you'll be with them and we pray that you'll remember your people at this time that your will will be done that your love will be felt that your hand will move strongly and we pray today i'm israel chai father may you bring peace to israel may your people live may they flourish and may your grace be upon them in the mighty name of our savior and our messiah we pray today amen and amen thank you so much to each of you for joining me on voice of change to be informed and to be stirred today in our hearts i believe we have been and to my guests thank you so much to them and do not forget to keep on praying even after the show even this weekend over time keep on praying supporting and uh, loving the jewish people because that is what the bible says we should be doing take care and see you next week this insert was brought to you by radio k pulpit 7 to 9 a.m 
please visit kpulpit.co.za.